As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on Birds with friends. Birds All I know is Zach said he has a game where Shield don't read both 7,000 <laughs> And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do and, it. And so the yeah, purpose that's of what I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday afternoon. Much to discuss for the Eagles as they make an important signing at wide receiver. They bring back Fletcher Cox. They sign Anthony Harris. He's back in town. We've got a lot to talk about. Howie Roseman's contract extension. We will dive into all of that with Zach Berman and Sheila Kapadia. But before we do that, we must, for the very first time, introduce Marissa Dunn. Marissa, how are you doing? I am so excited to be back. I missed you guys a lot. Um, I tried to listen to most of the pods while I was gone. I was that's um, disgusting. I, I could not stop laughing at the Brides with Friends pod. Um, Bride with Friends. But um, yeah, it was an amazing time off, but I'm excited to be back. There's been a lot going on. Um, and I can't wait to get rolling. I mean, you can't actually be excited to be back from your honeymoon. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Sure you our, can. Our honeymoon was great. Um, <laughs> Who did you miss the most of the three of us? What you say? I, I love all my children. Well said. Good answer. All the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a great time. We went to Maui. It was um, so everyone who wants to know where we went on our honeymoon, we went to Maui. It was beautiful. Um, and yeah, we, we did uh, snorkeling, kayaking, all that fun stuff, sat by the pool. Um, but yeah, it was great. He got a new contract when he was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. On our way to um, snorkel and kayak, because we were five hours behind, Michael's agent texted him and said he had been tendered. And that was something that he was expecting, hopefully. But, you know, every news in this 
business is yep. worth celebrating. And yeah, we were, we were in the parking lot actually leaving. And I was like, oh, give me a hug. And he was like, you know, like trying to be all cool about it. Like, you know. <laughs> but he did they celebrate love, at breakfast with love an me extra tender. plate at the buffet. That was his celebration. Oh, that's, a, that's an offensive lineman celebration. <laughs> yeah. right. like, you know what? Like this is yes. my celebration. I'm going to yes. allow myself to go up for another. Place. Sends that in the group text and, and they all not approvingly, right? Yeah. So, um, and we went, when we went snor, I think this is a big accomplishment that I would like to share. We went, when we went kayaking, um, we did not flip the kayak. So picture this, Michael nice. on the back of the kayak and me on the front. That's 315 pounds in the Yeah, back. how is and that possible that it didn't pounds. flip? I was like airborne in the front. And he's <laughs> yelling at me. I'm like, I can barely reach the water. Like I'm literally like out of the water over here. But we did not flip. We made it successfully. We were a little slow. But um, yeah, it was very fun. Cool activity. <laughs> the the kayaking can get intense, right? Because you you got to yes. be like aligned there with your kayak strokes. I mean, listen, I'm not an outdoorsman. I've done this like <laughs> twice uh, in my life, but I remember both times there were some intense conversations about how you got to be moving at the mm -hmm. you know at the same great pace or else test. it doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. great marriage. But I was test. right about like, that. We, you know, one of us was going one way, the other was going the other way. You know, there was a few words exchanged, but I mean, the fact that we didn't, I thought we were for sure going in the water. Like I didn't even bring my phone. I was like, this is totally flipping. Like there's no chance. And uh, we did it successfully, so I'm very proud Great of Great palindrome kayak. Prefer <laughs> <laughs> race Dynamite drop-in yeah. right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sheil, Sheil, how are you? I mean, it's look at me. You don't have to go with a how are we just had a whole opening segment. Yeah, we can move on. I'm fine. Okay. Well, I think we, we, we uh, maybe we'll, we'll dip into some more uh, wedding talk uh, towards the end. We can get Marissa's thoughts on uh, our review of the wedding. But uh, before we do that, there's plenty of news to get to on the Eagles front, so we will send it over to the stone-cold newsman himself, Zach Berman. Since the three of us last spoke on Birds of Brains, <laughs> Straight into in, it. in no particular order of importance, the Eagles cut Fletcher Cox, then re-signed Fletcher Cox, they re-signed Anthony Harris and Boston Scott. They signed Zach Paschal, a Nick Sirianni favorite. Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns, so this was not a situation where he went to his hometown or a place in the South where the Eagles would be categorically eliminated. And Howie Roseman signed a three-year contract extension. So uh, I imagine there's there was, there were more signings elsewhere that are tangentially related to the Eagles, but uh, as far as the big Eagles news... That would cover it. Now, for the audio listeners, uh, this stinger there was not the Stone Cold Newsman, as you as you may have recognized. What you may not have seen, or what you would not have seen, <clears throat> is that that was an animation for Happy Birthday, Zach. Thank and, you. And uh, a couple things on this front. One, I texted uh, Sheil and Marissa last night at like, I don't know, 1030 or something like that. And I said, oh, I just saw it's Zach's birthday tomorrow. What can we do to surprise him on the show? And Marissa, what was your response? I'm currently working on an animation oh, as goodness. we speak. <laughs> True sicko. True Listening sicko. to the show on, on the honeymoon and already making a happy birthday animation before uh, we had mentioned it. The other thing I would like to say, Zach and I have spoken several times today. We were on a meeting together and I I, I, I was no selling it. I didn't say happy birthday because I didn't want him to know that I knew. I wanted to keep the surprise. But Zach, happy birthday. 
I appreciate that. Thank you. Happy I, I know it. Thank you, Marissa. I'm Thank very you. impressed that you just kept it straight based and went straight into the news. You know, I I uh, I love Emily, but well, when she put that out there last night, I was like, why is that necessary? The world doesn't need to know. But uh, I messaged her the little video. I said, you have a surprise for Zach. Oh, goodness. Tonight. Maybe she'll add that to her story, too. Well, thank you. And I'm sorry for my voice. I'm on the, the fourth quarter of a cold here. So, or somebody uh, had a big birthday celebration mm, last night, but hey, no, don't tell us. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, I had a speaking thing last night. Uh, tonight, I'm going out to what? dinner. Uh, what was the speaking that. thing you had last Double night, Zach? <laughs> I, I spoke to a uh, to a class at NYU. Oh, uh, mm. so I actually spoke a lot about this podcast, and I used, uh, I used Shields' um, insight uh, to uh -oh. enlighten the students. Uh, which what was, was my insight? I, I I was talking about uh, Never effective podcasting, <laughs> and I said that uh, that that what I didn't realize um, was was with with so many options in in podcasting, a lot of people aren't listening to you for say like the news you're providing or the content they're providing. It's it's do they enjoy hanging out with this group of people for X amount of time, 15, 30, 90 minutes sometimes, right? So uh, I, I said chemistry is very important in doing a podcast. Right. I would just like to, uh, to to close this this circle here. Uh, we had, you know, Marissa just saying uh, where she went on her honeymoon, referencing Zach not wanting to say where he went, uh, which he came clean was about keeping like privacy uh, concerns. And uh, on the birthday front, we were having our meeting this morning and our editor was talking about how, how Dane Brugler is having a little bit more trouble this year getting the birth dates from teams because the, the teams don't list the exact birth dates anymore for potential fear of, uh, of identity theft. And so I could see the wheels turning in Zach's <laughs> mind. Oh, no, they're going to say it's my birthday today and everyone's going to know when my birthday well, is. You know, it's it's funny you say that because I got locked out of an account recently, and the the entry to get back in was submitting your birthday. <laughs> was 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 giving your birthday, right? So, uh, you know, now everyone who listens knows when my what? birthday is. Yes, um, that's crazy. I've ne I've been locked out of every account I've ever signed up for, and the question <laughs> has never been what is your birthday. This is, that's crazy. And, and this, this is a website account? that this is a, a website that everyone frequents. So, uh, I mean, listeners, <laughs> let your imagination no follow-ups run wild. We will just leave that there. Uh, I I was thankful that uh, Eburn put that out there because on my things to do list at the be you know every the first of each month I go through the month and write myself a note birthdays you know mm. right, this person's birthday and March first I had. Uh, Zeburn's birthday this month question mark on there and I never followed up it's one of those that just stayed day after day so I was I was like sure there was a point I think you know maybe eight ten days ago I was like oh what did we miss Zach's birthday at some point I was going to text uh text Bo and ask him but thankfully we didn't so now I, I can wrote that down I can have it for next year 322. Zach, so my you... uh, real quick my my brother in critiquing the show Said I'm, I'm I'm giving too many height jokes, right? Like he says, he says you can do it once in a while, you, you know. But if 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 you repeat it, it, it becomes a little much. Um, so I, I've been more cognizant of that. But I I will grant this one. The joke I always gave is this date is also Sean Bradley's birthday. So I said like the dispersion of height. He he got all the height uh, for the March 22nd birthdays. 
Has there ever been a uh, like an Eagles signing on your birthday since we're in the middle of like the free agency period that was notable or something? Pulled you away from a party? Um, there have been like I I've flown to a few owners meetings on my birthday or there was uh, in 2014 it's down in Orlando on yeah for the owners meetings on my birthday 2016 flying to Phoenix maybe so yeah so uh it's 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 usually free agencies like a, a week later now than it's been in the past typically this has been the owners meetings week gotcha all right, should we talk Fletcher Cox or Zach Pascal first? Where would you guys like it to It would have been Fletcher really Cox. funny if he was like, yeah, I was three years old. And the Eagle <laughs> signed Kurt Govea. And I just had to, we had to call it off because I was too excited. All right, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I couldn't think of a good rando eagle there. Fletcher Cox, who would you like to discuss first? Sue Fletcher Cox. Okay. Uh, so the Fletcher Cox saga here zach why don't you take us through exactly the the sequence of events here because it is uh, bizarre and i feel like hard to understand how they got from uh, point a to point sure B. so the eagles had um essentially an option year a trigger in his contract where if he was on the roster last friday he would be guaranteed 18 million dollars this season right and uh and so to avoid that basically they released him Thursday and they released him uh, and kind of in the back channels, we kept hearing that they would like to bring him back. And I admit when I heard that, I thought, Oh, this is, this is kind of team spin. Like if they're not going to guarantee him 18 million today and they're willing to let him go and they're willing to take this cap hit. And, and by the way, they, they, it's a post June first designation. So what they were able to do was split this big cap hit over two years there's minimal cap savings in there, but um, you know they they take part of the hit this year, part of the hit in 2023. They structured the contract for that to happen. But I'm um, I'm thinking the the fact that they're willing to let him go and that they're not going to guarantee him this this contract, and given the way last year went, and given that they have Milton Williams, they have three first round picks, it's a good D line draft. That all right, this is a franchise icon. Maybe they're just moving on from him. And then uh, quickly on, on Saturday they uh, agree the terms. The reported terms are 14 million. Um, so we'll wait to see kind of that full contract. But uh, they just bring him right back. So it's 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 kind of curious that they would be so um, insistent, if you will, on, on on getting out of that contract, on on taking that cap hit, but then be so quick to pay him big money two days later. It makes no sense. Like logically, it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, signing Fletcher Cox to a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal and being so eager to do it is bad business. Uh, if you compare, like Fletcher Cox, how he's performed over the past two seasons to the other defensive tackles who were available or who are still available, like the list here, uh, Jerron Reed. So Fletcher Cox is is thirty, thirty-one. Jerron Reed, same age, still unsigned. Uh, William Golston, 31, still unsigned. Akeem Hicks, 33, still unsigned. Fularonzo Fatukasi, who was like top 50 on Shields' list, right? He's 27. He signed for 330. So $10 million a year. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, Harrison Phillips signs for 319.5. Obviously, he's not quite the same level of player. Sebastian Joseph Day, who everybody loved, signs for 324, $8 million a year. Dominican Sue still unsigned. Daquan Jones signs for two fourteen. 
uh, seven million dollars a year. Bilal Nichols still unsigned. All these guys. It's now, like Bilal the, Nichols went to uh, the Raiders on a very team friendly oh, deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just like it makes it makes no sense, and it makes you think that there's something like there's some kind of handshake deal. The way things went down here, where it was announced that. Like from the beginning, they want him back, and there was no team statement or anything like that. I don't know exactly what the uh, what the reason for that is, so that they could spread out the cap hit. But like, it's not like who else could you have signed for fourteen million dollars a deal a year? You could have signed Marcus Williams. You could have signed multiple players and and split that yeah. up. It makes no sense. Um, so it's like it's very bizarre. Go ahead. Shane. Well, yeah, I would say let's see what the actual contract uh, details are. But you know, That's even fair. if it's close, even if it's close to that, eleven or twelve, it is still a very strange use of resources. I mean, he's thirty-one years old. He had three and a half sacks, twelve QB hits, and thirty-five tackles last season. I would say during the season there were games or quarters or possessions where you saw the vintage Fletcher Cox where you said all right he still got that look at him he's ragdolling these guards and he's blowing stuff up and he's uh ruining opposing possessions but that certainly was not there uh consistently they did draft Milton Williams last year who's one of the more promising young it's not like you would just be empty there for a starter you know he was one of the more promising uh players young players on the roster so you you know you could give him more of an opportunity there that might be my biggest issue is you're maybe blocking some playing time uh for a younger player because you have milton williams and javon hargrave but you are right uh bo about the contract compared to other uh defensive tackles by my spreadsheet unless i'm missing somebody and i try trying to keep track of all this uh it's easily the most money handed out to an interior, you know, to a defensive tackle, an interior defensive lineman in free agency. Now it's just one year. So yeah, if you say three years, 30 is more than 114. That's right. But as you mentioned, uh, there were these pretty standout. A lot of those guys you mentioned are like nose tackles. You know, they're kind of the big uh, run stuffers. Some of them had a little bit of pass rush juice. They are different players uh, than Fletcher Cox. But a lot of those guys who were around 27 years old and they got three years, 30 million, three years, 24 million. So between eight and $10 million, no one, you know, the only guy who sniffed 14 million was Larry Ogunjobi with the bears. And then he failed his physical. And so now right. he's out there on the free agent market once again. So uh, I would imagine it's a max of 14 million, but still at the same time, uh, it seems like a lot. I just don't understand. I mean, you know, why I don't understand the like need to sign a 31 year old to not say goodbye when every offseason Howie Roseman saying you can't be sentimental. You know, in the past, I've made some mistakes because I've, I really appreciate these players. And, you know, that's one. Uh, it's like, um, you know, criticizing yourself, but for something good type thing, you know, like the my, I'm sure there's a Michael Scott gift or something right. uh, with this. But, uh, you know, he, he's so what would you say your biggest weakness is? Well, I, I work yeah, too much. I try I too hard. Too yeah. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm, a <laughs> I'm too much of a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he said. So, like you said, I mean, 14 million dollars can be spent in a variety of different ways. You can take flyers on three young players for four to five million dollars who you might not be sure about. But, you know, you might feel like have some potential. The cap carries over. I mean, I know it's going to spike next year, but it's not like you just lose that money if you don't spend it. It's not necessarily a position of need. So uh, I am confused about why they did that. And I guess we'll see what they say uh, next week at the owners meetings. And it's not like, you know, this is not like a Jason Kelsey situation for whatever reason. Like, I, I don't feel like Fletcher Cox connects with the fan base in the same way. Like, did you feel like there was some outrage when... The release was initially uh, announced. Like, 
people were like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it, this has been coming for a while. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think people, I wouldn't say people don't connect with Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's he's probably been a part of some of their great memories uh, as Eagles fans, and he has been a great player. I don't. He's wanna, probably like, the best player on the team over the past decade. Like, yeah, I don't want to downplay yeah. what he's done, but yeah, it is different because Kelsey was an All Pro exactly la last right. year, and Fletcher Cox. I mean, if yeah. Fletcher Cox had ten and a half sacks last yeah. year, and we were just like, man, this guy's still got it, then yeah, go ahead, sign him to, you know, keep him on the original contract or sign him for one year, $14 million. That to me uh, was not the case. So yeah, I would agree with you there. I, you know, I, I didn't sense anybody going, how could they do do Fletcher Cox wrong like this? It was kind of like, you know, thank, thanks Fletcher Cox. It was a great run. I understand why the team's doing this. And then Fletcher puts out the tweet like, uh, like oh, that was tough being uh, unemployed for a couple of days. Like that joking tweet, which just makes me like think again that this this whole thing was like prearranged. Like, I mean, the guy yeah, the guy yeah, was I mean, like openly whining about the about the defense about the scheme. Right? Yeah, it like, felt like he loved it. Yeah, it didn't seem right. like he loved it. You know, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. I don't really see. Well, I don't see what the huge appeal is. I mean, he could have gone somewhere uh, to really contend for a Super Bowl, get something new. I, I don't know. Maybe he likes it there for some reason. If even if he doesn't like the scheme. Yeah, okay. I think he enjoys, you know, playing for the Eagles, right? It's, it's it's the only team that he's played for in his in his career. I I do think he values that. Clearly, last year did not go well, but um, as Bo alluded to, the fact that there was no send off, right? I mean, they when 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 Jason Avant got cut, when John right. Dornbos got traded, it was like you know, <laughs> there's like high, you know, there's like farewell videos. Um, the fact that that. The Eagles website had a Mike Garofalo tweet for the Fletcher Cox uh, release made me think, all right, you know, this is not just spin. This could happen. But I, I do think if I detach myself and think logically, I would agree from both sides, from Fletcher's side, I imagine he can go to a team where you know, he can go to the Packers or he can go to a team where you're a legitimate like he Super Bowl. He can't get paid $14 million somewhere. Well, and, and, and then from the Eagles perspective, like what's the, you know, are are they? I it, it, it didn't make much sense to me. Uh, the whole thing one. is very confounding, and maybe we'll get maybe we'll get some more uh, insight here. into it, more clarity um, from from the team. But it's it's still very bizarre. Uh, so following that, uh, the Eagles finally added their second outside free agent yesterday. The addition of uh, Rascal the pa Pascal the Rascal, the man who uh, lost in the finals of Quackatology. But uh, we all knew that this was good. Coming. Final four, though, for us. We Very good final, final four. Final four, right? Two of the final four, and we'll see about uh, Kaiser White. Uh, but this was, I mean, like the most hashtag as expected move that could have possibly been made. But uh, give us some of the details, Zach. A one-year deal. Uh, we don't have the terms yet. Nick, he's a a Nick Sirianni favorite. Um, he's been a decent receiver like i i don't want to oversell him or undersell him he's he's fine he's your he's an upgrade over jj ortega whiteside he's an upgrade in terms of production over what jalen rager's provided you um he's he's what 6'2 214 good blocker uh knows the scheme so this is not Calvin Ridley. Two of this, this, I think two of us just yawned yeah, during the Pascal is, segment, yeah, which is this, very appropriate. This is this is not Calvin Ridley. This is not Christian Kirk. This does not move the needle. If he's your fourth receiver, your third receiver, fine. I, this doesn't preclude you from drafting someone early. I still imagine they would address someone. Uh, they would draft someone early. I do think that 
they sought other avenues. But as as we discussed on the last podcast, the Christian Kirk contract, the Zay Jones contract, I, I do think that kind of warped some of the wide receiver deals. Well, what the Eagles have done here is very rational. What you know, it's it it is unlikely that Zach Pascal is a number one receiver, but for them to sign him to a one-year deal under the pretense that he might be and commit to that, the upside outweighs the downside of only uh, committing to one-year deal. Whereas if he is the number one receiver and they don't commit to him, that is a much bigger thing. So that is the Pascal's wager that Howie Roseman has oh, made. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, yeah. It took quite a while to, uh, to get to it for, I was, it is actually though, there. like, it's fine. Uh, it's it is it is obviously very unexciting. But and you know the the our grades yesterday uh, I put out I think it was like uh, over the last two years he's like 94th out of 105 receivers in yards per route run, which is obviously very bad. But both Greg Ward and Jalen Rager are below him on that list, and those are the guys whose snaps he's taking. So it's an upgrade on their margins. It's fine. They needed to sign somebody before the draft so that. You're not forced to overdraft a guy if the board doesn't fit. It's totally fine. They might do something else. He's there, hopefully, to be beaten out for the number three job, and he can be your wide receiver four. You can move on from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. You know, Nick Sirianni's happy. It's fine, but it's it's not exciting. We don't know terms yet, right? No, we don't know the terms yet. We'll we'll get that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I would say fine, but boring. You know, like you said, he's twenty. He's, at least he's only twenty-seven. It's probably not going to be a lot of money. Uh, two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty had over twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns. So six hundred yards and five touchdowns for a number two wide receiver in this offense uh, would be fine. And just get get Arthega Whiteside over there with the tight ends. How many times yeah, I have to boring. tell you? Get him over there with the tight ends. You don't need Dick Rod back in the mix. Right, so There's an issue. Uh, uh, I had more of an sleep. issue with with the Anthony Harris signing than the Zach Pascal. Well, we'll get there in a sec. Okay, well, calm down, calm down. Uh, on Pascal, uh, yes. uh, John McMullen made an Let's interesting do another point. Another twenty minutes on Pascal <laughs> uh, this morning, which I thought was which is a good point. Like, there's this this overselling of uh, like the impact that Zach Pascal can have on this young wide receiver room, like uh, the lead by example, and he can like take a guy like Jalen Rager to the next step. What does that say about? Uh, Aaron Moorhead and the head coach, who's also a wide receiver specialist, that they need to bring in Zach Pascal to make those Wait, guys better. Yeah, made, I don't think that's that why argument. they did it. Okay. Who has yeah, made that argument? That's a straw man. That? I think I've heard that. Really? Like people are making that argument? Comment? No, I think it's more that he knows the scheme, that, that he's, he's someone that, who like, likes to be going to come in, and not only is he going to light it up, but he's going to be a coach on the field and lift everybody around him? What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, if you've got Pascal in the middle and – Quez and Devontae on the right, outside. What you have right, is a little Pascal's right. triangle. All right. Can you let Zach? Zach has a big thing right. to say about Anthony Harris. Zach, you hate Anthony edu- Harris. Let's no, I, 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 I don't dislike Anthony Harris at all. Um, and frankly, when you look at at the Capadia top 150, uh, it was a sensible signing. If if you know a lot of these safeties were starting to go off the board, we could argue they should have gone after someone earlier. That Whitehead contract, for instance. But he we was don't know a far- terms yet on. On, no, but so, pay, right? but where I'm, I'm less enthused about it, if you will, is that I think this is a spot where you can just shuffle the deck, right? Like bring in, bring in someone different, bring yes. in, you know, you, you saw, you know, Anthony Harris is a fine player and uh, he's look, they can do much worse at safety than Anthony Harris from a football perspective, from, you know, someone who, who, who knows the scheme 
He's respected in the locker room. I just think that's a spot where shuffle the deck. Give me someone different. Give me someone maybe younger with a little more upside. Um, just just uh, draw a different card there. You know, the, the, there was nothing that I saw from that secondary last year that made me think run it back with the status quo. And I, uh, it, so uh, if you were bringing Rodney McLeod back as the third safety with Marcus Epps and then you had a headliner in the group, okay. And maybe that's what they do with Harris. But if it's like Harris, Epps, and another mid-level guy, that underwhelms me. Well, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And this brings us into the conversation that the Eagles have have seeded out there that like this, uh, this bringing back of all the guys is a reflection of uh, the free agency period actually starting for them in the, during the season when they re-signed all these guys. Well, I, uh, but well, we can get it. But but yeah. like, you know, Anthony Harris and Greg Ward and Boston Scott and and all these guys coming back, like running it back with this team that eked into the playoffs and got embarrassed by the Bucks. Do absolutely do something different. Like I love Boston Scott. You can't just sign another running back. Like you, you, you can't sign another wide receiver than Greg Ward. Like bringing these guys back time and time again, and expecting that that is gonna like you're gonna get a you're gonna get a boost from another year of those guys in the same system. Like, give me a break. Like, and maybe Anthony Harris, maybe they'll still sign another safety. Like that's fine. But absolutely, try something different, please. ZB, give me tell me what what are your thoughts on kind of the teams. Okay. Uh, messaging and what we expect to hear from them uh, in Florida next week. I, I do have something I want to. Yeah, so I, I want to address all this, but I do kind of want to hear your because I, well, I know you're like. Well, no, I, I want to address this too because uh, you know I, I I do think it's 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 worth spending ninety seconds on on this. Um, uh, because I let's do ninety minutes. <laughs> I kind of um, like how quickly we're moving along yeah, here. No, I I. Look, I, I had a tweet on Saturday af afternoon where I, I said something to note. The Eagles view, uh, you know, the players they resigned last year as, as you know, part of this offseason's plan. And um, I saw, look, uh, I, I, I saw what our friend Brandon Lee Gowton put out there, and I've, I've gotten a lot of messages from Eagles fans. And I will say this, like, absolutely, you know, if – if 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 you're saying I was just passing on Eagle spin, yes, that's exactly what I was doing. That's why I wrote Eagles view. Right. It, I, it I, I was not trying to suggest like this is my opinion. And I actually think it's 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 problematic as a reporter if you're only going to pass on information that you agree with. Right. Like if 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 it needs to uh, if if you have to believe um, uh, uh, what they're saying in 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 in, in order to tell the fans that then um that's a slippery slope now where i i, I should have done is i i should have contextualized it right away and i actually and and so i'm guilty as charged there i followed up the next morning with my opinion but i i i tend to view there's there are enough avenues whether it's birds with friends whether it's the analysis bo and i do on the athletic where i i can give my opinion but uh yeah i mean i i i am gonna pass on what I'm hearing from the team for this very reason. So we can discuss it. So fans can discuss it. Um, and I don't think that's problematic. So guilty as charged. If, if like you think that uh, I'm, I'm just passing on what the team's saying, that's exactly how I framed it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. You said the Eagles view. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to address that because I've gotten uh, 
a number of messages about it. Like this isn't a straw man. I've gotten I feel a like number there have of been messages. several moments of this conversation that have sounded like uh, a, a viral Stephen A. Smith tweet. I want to address this issue. But, <laughs> so go ahead, Jill. Um, I mean, yeah. So use, we could use some of Stephen A.'s uh, <laughs> energy and enthusiasm. I feel like. Well, well why don't we take a break and then let's get into a, a, a bigger picture um, on their messaging. Yeah, about why okay. they care about this so much, yeah, okay. and you know whether it's accurate and all that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on birds. <laughs> Tell LinkedIn I can do their ad read for the next uh, for the next episode. All right. Well, I, I was I just don't understand why they get annoyed. Why why like the organization feels the need to like get the message out with stuff like this? Like are, are they? This seems like they're separated from what it's like to be a fan. I mean, any fan of an NFL team, your team doesn't make a lot of moves in free agency. That's annoying. It's sometimes it's a really exciting time. I'm not saying it's the right thing for the organization to do, but like why the need to respond to this? Like that's nonsense. I mean, teams extend their players all the time. I mean, that's an ongoing thing. You don't get credit for, I mean, teams extend their players and they sign new players in free agency. This is how it works with every team. Like you don't need to say, well, you know, we extend our own guys. We viewed that. It's, it's a member, Bo, I would make fun of the Sidney Jones thing back in. Well, we really view Sydney as a part of this draft class. Get out of here with that. He was, he is a part of the draft class. He was drafted in. If, if these guys hit free agency and then they signed them, then yes, they would be signed as free agents. That's not what happened. You overwhelmed Bo with that argument. Yeah, and Bo's out of here. They yeah. locked up their own players. Good for them. We've given them credit for that. We, we've said the Jordan Mailata uh, signing is looking like, wow, what a team-friendly friendly deal. That is easy. even Josh Sweat. Even if you don't, if you think he kind of wasn't consistent last year, I mean, that's still, I believe what he got from the Eagles is less than what he would have gotten from the open market. So that's all fine. But you know what? Like, so first of all, I don't understand why like this type of thing annoys them or why they feel like they have to get out in front of it with this nonsense messaging. But number two, it goes to what I said in January. And that's that this franchise right now is stuck in the middle of the NFL with no easy path to get out of there. Uh, two games under 500 over the last four years. And this offseason, looked into Russell Wilson, looked into Deshaun Watson, looked into Marcus Williams, 0 for 3. Player, I mean, you, listen, it's a small sample. All those instances are probably a little bit different. It might not say anything big about the organization. At the same time, those were three high-profile players who, you know, I think they were interested in or would have been interested in that they really were never close to 
actually adding? Were those players choose to go uh, in another direction? So I can see why the fan base would kind of be annoyed by that. The Fletcher Cox thing we just mentioned. Anthony Harris. Again, there's nothing wrong with Anthony Harris. If it's, you know, if it's like, Two, three, four million dollars for a starting caliber player who's not going to kill you. That's perfectly fine. It's just very boring. It's very boring to bring Anthony Harris back and to sign Zach Pascal. And sometimes, you know, as a fan, you want a little bit more juice in March when you're excited about NFL free agency. And every day there's something crazy going on in the NFL with a trade or a signing or something happening. And your team is not doing that. And it's not because they're smarter than all the other teams. And it's not because their roster is set. It's just because they're sort of stuck in this uh, middle range where they're 19th in Super Bowl odds. And the quarterback question, the quarterback position uh, is a question mark. And you're not really sure what they're going to do here going forward. And you don't have confidence that in 2022, they're going to make some major leap forward and you're not confident that in in the offseason of 2023 they have this grand plan where they're going to be in the mix i mean this has been a long time how, how many seasons do we give howie roseman zach 11 seasons i always get confused with the in and out i mean when yeah. do we say he actually got there i know that what was it the one chip year that we don't attribute to him or was it 2015 and, and okay. then there's arguments for earlier on in his you know when joe banner was there what will who had finals okay. you know andy reed had final say but yeah okay there, it, it, it's kind of All fuzzy right. there so let's but certainly since it. yeah 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 certainly since like 2012 2013 he's been yeah, he's been uh, okay. So 10, 11 seasons, yeah. whatever you want to say. Uh, and I think Howie Roseman is kind of in the middle. Like, I don't think he's a terrible GM. I don't think he's a great GM. I think he's also somewhere in the middle. It's now been 11 seasons with an organization that prides itself on we value the quarterback position. And, you know, every time they go, they sign a backup, they're bragging about no one values quarterbacks like we do. Well, it's been 11 seasons where you haven't found a sustained answer for a starting quarterback who's given you like multiple years of above average play. Now we can quibble with that a little bit with, with some of those years in there, but certainly you're not in a situation like the chiefs are in now, like the chargers are in now, like the bills are in now, like the Bengals are in now. I mean, I can rattle off a quarter of the league who they're like, all right, we've got our quarterback for the next six, seven, eight years. We feel good about it. Let's build around him. That hasn't happened here. And I, I so I just think those are some of the things that are frustrating to fans is that they just feel in this sort of middle ground. They feel left out with uh, of all the excitement and they don't see a coherent plan going forward. That doesn't mean that the Zach Pascal signing is in Anthony Harris signings are the worst signings in the world. And oh my gosh, everyone should be fired. Take them individually. Yeah, they're fine. It's no big deal. It's not going to sink them. It's not going to lift them. It's fine. But, uh, you know, I don't think they should be like trying to, you know, I guess, calm the fan frustration or what they hear on WIP. Like, let the fans be frustrated yeah. about that and come up with a plan and move forward. Like, why are you even worried about that? Yeah. So That's a few things here. about it. I, I mean, first off, well done. That was an epic. Uh, I don't want to say rant, but uh, I had time to go point. up and get my AirPods yeah. during that whole uh, spirited point. <laughs> I was still going. Um, look, I I think that. This offseason would look different if they didn't, if they were looking for a tight end or a left tackle or defensive end. And but the reason why why they're they're in the situation they're in has less to do with the extensions that they gave out last year, and more about the dead money hit that Alshon Jeffrey right. and Malik Jackson and Derek Barnett have on you know that that's that would be in excess of of what 14, 15 million that they'd have if they didn't have the dead money hit 
from those players. And that's all I, I get it. That's all part of the way NFL contracts are structured, but the Eagles made a decision to give Alshon Jeffrey a contract that they were still paying for a few years later. They, they restructured Derek Barnett's contract um, in essence to open up cap space, right? For those extensions that, that they gave out, they structured Malik Jackson's contract the way they did, and they're still paying a price on that. So uh, decisions that you make, uh, they have ramifications and you can't just say, you can't just get credit for the good decisions. You also have to take it on the chin with some of the questionable decisions. And that's part of what they're in. The other thing I, I would say is that um, they haven't been sitting on their hands at Dorn Free Agency, right? They've they've been aggressive for some of these big names. And I know this is a, another discussion we're going to have in, in terms of the appeal of, of the Eagles or however you want to frame it. But the reality in free agency is that players have a choice. And sometimes that comes down to the contract. Sometimes that comes down to the destination. Sometimes that comes down to the roster. Sometimes that comes down to the coaching staff. There are a variety of factors that that dictate whether a player signs with you or not. But this, uh, this offseason is not like last year's offseason. Last year's offseason, the Eagles were acknowledging that they were not going to be players in the free agent market that it was kind of a reset year. Um, they don't have the money now that they had in, say, 2016. But Marcus Williams is someone they would have been interested in signing, right? Jay Glazer, who's rock solid on everything he reports, says, you know, the Eagles were going after uh, Calvin Ridley and, and, and thought they had a deal. Um, so the narrative of this Eagles offseason would be different if some of these moves turned out differently. And, and that's just, that's, that's the way free agency works. And the other thing I, I will add before, because I, I don't want to monopolize this is sometimes the best decisions are, are those that don't work out for you. Um, Byron Jones, if you think two years ago, the Eagles really wanted Byron Jones and they couldn't sign Byron Jones and they pivoted. They signed Javon Hargrave. They traded uh, picks for Darius Slay. We can argue whether they should have made that, that Slay trade, but they're probably in a better position now uh, I, I mean, if you if you remove what the picks were, having Hargrave and Slay, then if all that money had gone to Byron Jones. So uh, my point being that um, that just you know there's there's always Plan A's, Plan B's, Plan C's, and what's happened to the Eagles now? Yeah, they did a good job extending those guys. They got them at prices. I I I believe at least three of those contracts are better than what they would have had to sign them for this offseason. And you can factor that into your overall offseason plans. But there are other factors at play here that cannot that cannot be dismissed. And I would say uh, two things. One, to to Shield's point of like, why are they worried about this? I do think we should say that like, there are people in the building whose job it is to to worry about that and to try to massage that conversation however they can. But what you're saying, Zach, is absolutely right. Like, the the distraction element here is not like we we feel good about what we did during the season and that's why we haven't done anything. It's Let's talk about this so we don't talk about everyone we tried to sign and missed out on. Like that's really that's that's what's what the story is, and that's what that's a story that they're trying to um, detract from. So distract from. So I think that's right. 
Yeah, no, the yeah, those are, those were the key points that you made, Zach. That I I uh, did not mention. Absolutely, yeah. It's the I mean, you you've been trying to sign people. You're not just oh, we we are not in position to sign anybody because we extended these guys, and that's what we feel good about. No, you tried to add to the roster, and you were not able to do that. Again, it doesn't mean like you said. I mean, a lot of times the guys who get signed the first forty eight hours of free agency, those end up being terrible moves that the teams regret, and you know. That that's the nature of free agency. I mean, the best players generally don't get to free agency. Very good players do sometimes. You have to be selective. You've got to make good evaluations. But I, I mean, I just understand if you're a fan going, is this team going to be any better than they were last year when they were yeah. nine and eight and stuck into the playoffs? And if not, why not? Because that would be uh, the fifth straight year where they've been pretty much mediocre or worse. And like, What's the plan here? I mean, you know, what uh, are they going to do to make that not the case? If you grew up during the Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid eras where, I mean, those years, if you didn't sign anybody, I mean, they were aggressive at times, but it was like, okay, that's cool. You're still going to win the division next year, win 11 games. We'll see everybody in the divisional round for like an extended period of time. I mean, that's where you want to be. And that is not where they're at uh, right now, for sure. Well, I think that's like, that's an interesting framing because like, how is this team going to be better next year than they were last year? I mean, you're hoping for us like instant impact from this draft class. They sort of like you sort of need that. And and listen, they, they've done a great job accumulating draft capital for this year. So they've got three first round picks. That's great. Let's see how quickly those guys can make an impact. But other than that, like. Hassan Reddick is going to be an improvement as a Yeah, we did we didn't mention Reddick. We probably should have at least, you know, yes. Well, I mean, we already did a Reddick pod. That's why I right. don't want it to sound like skewed. I think we all agreed Hassan Reddick was a very was a great signing, you know, smart right. signing, good young ascending player at a premium position. So, anyway, sorry to cut but you off. But like the secondary is the secondary going to be better? I mean, Darius Slay's older, he might take a step back. The safety situation, who knows what's going on there? Linebacker, they haven't done a single thing. The offensive line might be about the same. It might be take a step back, like wide receiver. Okay, Zach Pascal, great. We'll see what happens. But like you're you're hoping for you're hoping for Jalen Hurts to take a real step, and you're hoping for the draft class to make exactly. an impact. Like otherwise, there's really not not much of a path to see them. You know, making a leap into like competing for a like a, a a playoff, a home playoff game, right? Like, yeah, I mean a a a top fifty player on your board should be considered, you know, a day one contributor. And the Eagles have four top 50 picks. Uh, uh, they have five picks in the top hundred. So there is ample opportunity. Now we don't know if they're, if, if they're going to draft all, if they're going to use all those picks. But my guess is that um, they're, they're counting on this draft uh, producing players who are going to help. I, in particular, this, this defense day one. Well, and, and also like last year's draft class was really good. And you can expect yeah. like if Devontae Smith gets even better, that's great. If if Landon Dickerson gets even better, that's great. If Milton Williams takes a step, that's great. Like there there is reason to believe that they're going to be better. But, it, you know, from a roster construction standpoint, that it seems like that's basically what you've got is you're hoping for improvement from the young guys, which is fine. Yeah, I think sometimes, I mean, with rookies, it, it is hard. I mean, like you look at it and say, yeah, they should come in and be really good right away. Sometimes that happens. I think probably more, you know, the percentages are probably against you there, even with those top 50 picks that a guy's going to come in and be, 
a difference maker. I mean, contributor, you framed it correctly. Contributor, uh, get playing time. That's right. But I don't know that, it, you know, occasionally, sometimes it's somebody who makes a difference right away. Sometimes you go through the natural uh, growing pains here. I mean, the Eagles has a destination. I, I know you guys talked about this uh, in the live room. I thought that was a good discussion. There are various factors that go into it. Obviously, money is always going to be or usually going to be the biggest one where players want to live. I feel like generally, you know, if those things are pretty even, you know, a lot of times it just comes back to the quarterback and does he give a chance, us a chance to win a Super Bowl? I do think professional athletes do want to win. And the head coach, you know, is this somebody uh, who can lead us to a Super Bowl, somebody I want to play for? And so right now they're on sort of this in-between ground at quarterback, certainly if you're a wide receiver, you know, would you want to come into this offense and say, yeah, that's my best opportunity unless they're paying you more money. If the money's similar to somewhere else, I mean, this wouldn't be the most attractive uh, destination. And head coach, I think Nick Sirianni did a good job in his first season. I think a lot of these free agents probably have no idea who Nick Sirianni even is. Like if they were sitting next yeah. to him, they'd be like, you know, hey, yo, you, you work in the NFL. And so it's just like a different situation. I mean, again, that's not his fault or anything he's done. It's just, you hired kind of an unknown guy and that's fine. And he did a good job in year one. I would say he's one of the more encouraging aspects of the team is what he did uh, there as the head coach in year one. And we'll see that could just take another year, another two years. But I mean, we remember, you know, not to keep bringing back to Andy Reid, but there were a lot of times where players would say, you know, Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb were the reasons why they wanted to join the Eagles. Cause they felt like they were knocking on the door. I mean, you're seeing stuff like that. Von Miller uh, signed with the bills and, he yep. mentions uh, Josh Allen again. I understand money is the uh, exactly. number one uh, number one factor most of the time, but um, if it's close, there are those other factors. I think they they do matter. Most I would say most free agents who are on the market for the first time, right? So second contract players, uh, which are the players you're usually targeting, money's going to be the the reason they sign at at place X compared to place Y. That is uh, their chance to, to get ex their one exactly. big contract. Yes. I mean, the reason why Jacksonville signed the guys that they did had a lot to do with the contracts that they gave out. It's 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 not like everyone's saying, I want to go play for Doug Peterson, right? Now, uh, to Shields' point, uh, in particular- well, Zay, Zay Jones took a discount. Yeah, in particular, veterans, uh, guys who were kind of on their, you know, maybe their last contract or, or their, you know, their- either ring chasing or going to a place where they're playing meaningful football. And, they, and, and then the other thing you often see is, is uh location of matters. You know, there's a reason why in the NBA players want to go to Los Angeles or Houston. Right. Um, and you see that in the NFL as, as well sometimes. Uh, but uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't think the Eagles are as an attractive of a destination spot now as they were in 2017 when they were coming off a of Super Bowl. Right. Or as or, they hope or, or as they I think as they think they are in their yeah. mind. I think yes. I think there's a bit of a blow to the ego for them. But I I I hope I'm not like um knocking down a straw man argument here. I don't think this is like people don't want to come here because of Howie Roseman or or you know or, or something or you know the fans or something like that, right? It's no I, I think this is a better you know, this no, is but if you're a wide receiver you're not, you're not going to sign a one-year deal to rebuild sure. your value in this offense. Yeah, like, and, right? and to your point, Alshon Jeffrey, equal. Alshon Jeffrey signed here on a one-year deal in 2017, and part of the reason he said he signed here was because he was he was intrigued by Carson Wentz as the quarterback. I'm intrigued by Carson Wentz as the quarterback. <laughs> um, you know, he, he said in his press conference he thinks Carson Wentz could be the MVP 
And Carson Wentz had an MVP caliber year that year, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I I think that's often a factor. And as we saw with the Sean Watson situation, right, um, like guaranteed money is the most powerful inducer of all. I am uh, I'm going to stay away from the Deshaun Watson conversation for the uh, okay for, for for the sake of the extended uh, Birds with Friends universe. Um, did you guys touch on Howie Roseman's contract extension? We did not. Well, I stepped out. What did no, you guys? I mean, we talked we talked news? about Howie Roseman. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's like a big deal either way. You know, I I, th- I again I thought last off season if there were a time to make a natural break and say we want to go in a different direction. It would have seemed like for Jeffrey Lurie, last offseason would have been that time. You were parting with Doug Peterson. You were coming off a terrible season. You had no option at quarterback. If you felt like, hey, it's time for a change, it's been a good run, that would have been the time. Uh, he didn't do that. He's comfortable with Howie Roseman. And, uh, you know, as you guys, again, you guys mentioned in the live room, I mean, I'm showing you that I listened to the live room. I deserve a little credit uh, for that, I feel like. But um, <laughs> um, uh, I thought the callers were good. I thought you had some good. Uh, um, Philadelphia area accents in there that I'm sure uh, yeah. people people enjoyed, but like you said, if like like Howie Roseman's contract is not going, you know, this isn't like dead cap hits or anything. Like when you want to move on from an executive or a coach, you move on from the executive or coach. Right. Like you could do that whenever you want. So I, I didn't think that that was really a you know big deal either way. I didn't think he was they were going to part ways with him this off season, and so he's going right. to be around and until Jeffrey Lurie doesn't. You wouldn't want a GM on a lame duck contract anyway. You want him thinking long term, so incentivize him to do so. That's totally reasonable. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now one point I, I I did want to make that was not on the rundown, um, but we can devote a quick period mm. to it, and, and this has to do with Shields rankings too. But you can often tell like the way the league thinks about your team based on how in demand your players are on the open market. And it is kind of telling to me that, that like the only player from the Eagles who's gotten interest elsewhere is Hassan Ridgeway. Now, I I mean, I don't want to say that like teams aren't talking about Derek Barnett. Right. But, uh, but you know, if, if there's ever a sign that either the Eagles overachieved last year or that like, they're not as talented as, as the league might think, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, their players are not priority players elsewhere. Great. It is yeah, a good that, point, and and it, it, it's point. also wrapped in the same point of why are we still bringing back all the same guys? Yeah, yeah, good point. Like the same low level guys. Yeah, who were the restricted guys that they didn't? Well, take? actually, Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton signed. Okay. That's yes. right. Yes. 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 Right. yes. Sorry about yeah. that, Brandon. Alex yeah. Singleton, Hassan Ridgeway. I, be, <laughs> yes. I believe both contracts under three million. Uh, per year, Derek Barnett doesn't have a lot of interest. Rodney McLeod, uh, we haven't seen him. I wonder what's going to happen with Barnett. I mean, I think it's a. I think a, a reunion is very possible. What, what would be the point of that? They need somebody to play snaps, and like they've got people. They got three people to play snaps, and then they have the draft. Well, maybe Hassan Reddick's going to be playing linebacker for the first two downs. But I mean, like, like Anthony <laughs> Harris was on the market. He should, for, he should go to San Francisco. Is where he should go. But Anthony who? Harris was on the market for Derek Barnett. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Harris was on the market for a few days before the Eagles uh, resigned him to a, a one-year deal. Usually, when the money's not out there early on, it, it, you know, it says something. Uh, Boston Scott had a chance to survey the market, came back to the Eagles on a you know low deal. Steve Nelson was a starting cornerback for the Eagles, hasn't yeah. signed anywhere yet. Um, so, so I that reminds you know, me. Go ahead. Yeah, so I I think this probably says something about 
uh, maybe the quality of the Eagles roster last year relative to, to, you know, their record. Good point. Jonathan to, Gannon should be delivering that uh, message out there. Just, just to fully stay. <laughs> Maybe I'm delivering it for him. I'm he'll be, he'll be like, stop <laughs> killing, stop killing me, Capadia. Yeah. Listen to your co-host. <laughs> the uh, the Stephen Nelson mention reminded me that uh, I have to stay on Brandon and uh, mention that Zach Pascal was uh, vocally anti-vax with the uh, with the Colts. So just to put that out there, just just so everybody has the full context. Okay. Thank you for that. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Uh, are we done with football discussion? We can move on to the good stuff? Sure. Sure. Do we? I mean, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get some, like more, a, some more fireworks this week? I mean, I don't know do what fireworks. Gonna, I mean, be. sign a linebacker, yeah. sign a safety. Yeah, I, I think they'll continue looking at at the second wave here. I'm looking at Shields sent us a uh, rundown. By the way, um, I think we've got. I think we've got all the football. The topics the, out of the, way. the only football talk we haven't hit on is the lingering quarterback question. And I, I feel uh, yeah, like I think, yeah. I think I was trying to hit on that okay. in my rant. I have nothing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. I, I figured that in eleven years, eleven years without finding an answer to it. All right, so yeah. we're good then. We're good. The football. Talk. Okay, Sheil, you have a uh, you have an athleisure. Oh yeah. Uh, so I had to get a. Uh, uh, I had a doctor's appointment. Got a little, you know, the, the ongoing uh, right side from the knee to the glute to the hip. You know, tightness, mm. uh, what strain, whatever it is. So uh, they ordered an X-ray, and so you know, you go in to have the X-ray, and she says like. Uh, so I was wearing these pants. They're sort of like these in-between pants, you know, they're, they're, they're like, uh, joggers, but not like kind of like a dressier jogger. Like, you know, you could wear them out okay. and, you know, feel o- o- okay. Not a, about not a capri. That's a different kind of in-between pants. <laughs> a capri. No, not a, not a capri, not a capri. Uh, so, you know, I go in there and the, uh, x-ray technician is asking, cause you know, my shirt's covering like the waistband of the pant. And she says like, you know, what kind are those like sweatpants? What kind of pants are those? And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, they're just elastic. And she's like, oh, okay. So you don't have to like change your pants to get the x-ray. So then, you know, I get there to go take the x-ray and she goes, those pants have a button and a zipper. <laughs> so she's like, you got to change. And I'm thinking, she's thinking, what kind of man doesn't even know what kind of pants he's wearing? <laughs> but I like asked him the question. And so I had to change out of the pants. So this sort of in-between range we're in with some of these pants can get you into some tricky situations, I feel. You're trendy. I think you need a trendier x-ray place, though. I mean, she may have asked me. I don't know if she asked. She might have asked me like, 
are those sweatpants? Do they have a button or whatever? And I just go, they're sweatpants. And she's got to be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? He doesn't know what kind of pants he's wearing. So then I had to change it to those x-ray shorts. You ever put on those x-ray shorts? No, I have not. No, no I feel like they're in the family of the robe, kind of. You know, mm, interesting. Lot, oh, because a lot, lot of room reuse. on those bad boys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, very, very, uh, very oh, okay. roomy. If you don't want to go robe, but you still want something that's very roomy, uh, you know, while did you're you on vacation, feel like maybe pick up? You, I thought maybe they could sell some of those extra. Did you things. feel like they were freshly cleaned? <laughs> oh yeah, you. Th I think you throw them out after they're like disposable. Oh okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, when 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 you sent on the rundown uh, the phrase "X-ray shorts," I was a little bit worried about what you were. <laughs> I put them on. I thought it was kind of comfortable. Yeah, I thought maybe these could be sold. Uh, you know, enterprising company out there, look into those. I can't okay, imagine you, they're that hard to manufacture. So, what was the you, results? Uh, the result. I think they is, were both there. Sorry. Go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just not every everything looks fine from an x-ray perspective that's good yeah. <laughs> Bo is dying over here he can't stop himself from laughing <laughs> it was a good uh, joke <laughs> all right uh what what about your uh your review of your your trip to uh abp because i have some thoughts on this your 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 Vietnamese iced coffee in your body. Oh yeah. Uh, well, of course they. What's the name of the place, Bo? Artisan uh, Artisan Boulanger Patisserie. Okay, there's like a, a South Philly staple, right? Uh, but yeah. then they opened a location in Media, I believe. The oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. I thought you went to South Philly. No, the owners had some serious health issues, I believe. Yes. Right, yes. and so they shut it down. But now they opened the location in Media, that I think is still family run. But and and then are they reopening their location in South or is it already reopened? I, I think it's reopened. I think so, but I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought it was great. A nice uh, local spot to uh, give some of your money to. Fantastic. You've been telling me for years you wanted to take me to uh, get a yes. bond me. Place was closed. You wanted to take me to get a bond me, so I had to get a bond me on my own. I thought it was great. Yeah, this is this yeah. is like years in the making. Like mm. I, I want to say 2018. You tried to take me there for my birthday. Speaking of birthdays. Oh, they were close. June 11, supposed birthday. That's right. <laughs> you want to you want to make sure that both of our identities get stolen. Yeah, uh, write that down. Uh, love love an ABP. It's, I mean, it's the best. I never had uh, a Vietnamese coffee before. What did you think? What do they put in there? It's a Vietnamese condensed iced milk. Coffee. Condensed milk. Is condensed that sugary? Milk, so what, what's yeah. the sugar? Yeah, a it's lot the, of sugar. It's the condensed, condensed milk, milk. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's not. It's good. I liked it. I felt like I could take on the world after it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. You liked your tofu banh mi? Yeah, yeah. I think I think banh mi is like uh, arguably my number one sandwich. So it's bad. Really? Yeah. I think that's yeah. an exaggeration there. <laughs> so good. There's better sandwiches yeah. than I like a banh mi, but I mean, I don't even know what that is. To be fully honest, it's it's a Vietnamese sandwich. It's it's it, if you get it from like a. You know, there's a place, um, I think it's called QT, uh, right by the old Inquirer office um, that I used to go to. That's a good spot. I like the presentation of a banh mi mm -hmm. and the experience of a banh mi. Uh, I would agree with Zach. I would not. I probably would not be willing to put it on top of the sandwich ra rankings. Okay. I mean, you guys All have right. bad rankings. I have better rankings than you. That's okay. totally fine. What else we got?
you wanted to get into uh, people online wanting you to like oh, something yeah. that you don't like. This is a segment. Care about something? Yeah. This is a segment, as I said. Uh, yeah, I think we can make this a regular segment. You guys can participate okay. uh, with your own, or you know, it could be a one-time thing if it completely bombs. But uh, I don't need people telling me to be interested or care about the following things. I'll go one by one with them. By the way, it's not me saying you shouldn't be interested. If you're interested in them, fine, but stop telling me I need to get interested in them. Uh, number one on the list has to be F1. I mean, what's going on here? Mm. Are you guys doing the F1? No. You know, I am not, but uh, I hear it. You know, I, I, I didn't watch the show on Netflix, but I hear that show yeah. gets you really into it. And it's it's the type I see it in our Slack channel. There's there's discussion about. Uh, yeah. But I would say I don't see I, I don't see a lot of people telling me that I need to care about. Oh F1. really? I feel like this is the oh like just know? tweeting about it. Yeah, I feel like it's very trendy. If you don't know what's going on there, you know maybe you feel a little, you might feel a little uh, left out. By the way, people are still mentioning City of God. You guys got to get caught up on your birds with friends listing. I mean, I'm not going to respond to that anymore. If you're not going to listen to every minute of every episode and you're going to take think, me to task. I, I, for City of God, that's on you. That's I'll defend, on me. I'll defend I've had our that with City of God. Well, I'll defend our commenter here. I think she's saying that this was something that you were told to care about <laughs> that you didn't care about. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I went a little overboard. All right. All right. Rich Poppy says he's an F1 guy from way back. So he's an F1 okay, hipster. Big flex. Okay. Hipster. All right. Okay. All right. So that's, that, that was one. Uh, number two, the Utah Jazz. Okay. Every <laughs> NBA season, I have to have the, uh, you know, the NBA podcast this and is the tell me about how oh, the Utah Jazz is this year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at how they're playing. This is amazing. That's like the start of the NBA season for me. It's, it's sometime in January or February where someone's telling me I have to care about the Utah Jazz. I don't care about the Utah Jazz. I've never cared about the Utah Jazz and I will never care about the Utah Jazz unless they're actually a relevant basketball player. I don't think that's the team this year though. That, that Not is this like, year, but this has been like a so, five-year thing. Yeah, so as, I was, as I was someone, giving the Utah Jazz heat on this podcast yeah. years ago, I feel. So I there are two. True. Yeah, so there are, <laughs> are, are two things that like uh, – you know the true NBA fans will will try to like measure you with this year. Oh, I like that. And this. that is got? that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, okay. like, oh, the, you know, you you really got to like what the Cavs did here. You know, yeah. I, I mean, obviously Mobley's a real good player. Jared Allen's playing yeah. at an All Star level, but you know, Darius Garland's playing at an All Star level. But like, you know, that's the other thing. And then and then John Morant. All right, we all know uh, about John Morant, but John Morant's taking the leap this yeah. year, and it's yeah. like you know. If, if if you give John Moran intel, it's like you're you're a you're watching Grizzlies games. B you're not just focused on like the biggest you know you know you're yeah, you're really one. plugged in when you talk John Moran. Uh, I've got one more NBA one actually it was number three on my list. Bam Adebayo. I mean, listen. I don't need to. I don't need to care. I don't. You know, good. That's fine. You enjoy Bam Adebayo. That's fine. I don't yeah. need to make Bam Adebayo appointment viewing for me. And you've telling me over and over again well, he is how awesome much I should love Bam. Adebayo. I disagree. I've never sat down and been like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I'm watching Bam Adebayo tonight. He can guard one through five, basically. That's I mean, fine. That doesn't excite okay. me. Uh, now, the last one, now, uh, Mercy might have to do some editing here. I'm not sure our overlords. Mercy got very serious. It's not, it's not, it's going to be okay. I'm not Bo here. Uh, I know, know exactly know what you're going to say. How much we're going to get censored here. But, uh, and again, I'm not telling you not to do it. I just don't need to hear about it anymore. Wordle. I mean, <laughs> if, if I don't want to do Wordle, 
can you guys just have your own community? You know, you discuss Wordle. Bo, what are your thoughts? You're a Wordle guy. I do a Wordle. I do a my Wordle wife too. Likes I do a Wordle. Wordle. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I talk Company about it with man. my wife and that's about it. I'm not tweeting okay. about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I have great respect for Wordle and all those who run Wordle and all those who acquired Wordle. <laughs> <I'm> very, <yes>. Somewhere <laughs> right. in an alternate universe, there is uh, Jimmy Haslam is doing this podcast and he's talking about, I don't understand why people are telling me I need to care about uh, women. All right. So, what do you think? Was this a good? Is this a good segment? Are we gonna bring this? I like the back? segment. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah? the segment. All right. One like of you, uh, if one of you wants to take it next time, uh, okay. feel free. Just uh, you know, stop telling me I should care about these things. And no uh, you also wanted to uh, go on the. Uh, we, we we got some dynamite research on the background mm. between new new Colts quarterback Matt Ryan <laughs> yes. and a young so, yeah, fantastic so, uh, baseball player. So great research there. Um, I, I wish I had the name of the user in front of me. Oh, I'll put it. Uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, terrific research. And this, this lends me to believe that Matt Ryan did not strike me out. And then I struck out the next year when we played against Penn Charter, because there is no way that our coaches would have put me in a five, three game <laughs> against Penn Charter. Like there is, there what if is somebody got hurt. There's we had other guys. We were a really good team. There is no well, way. Lots of guys got hurt. So uh, now what if they were trying to draw a walk? I, I mean, I, I, I did draw walks, but uh, no, they, our team was really good. We were, they would not have put me in, in a, in a, in a, in a five, three game. I, I don't have the original pod from, from, from 2019. And, but I, I imagine if, if we went back to one of those training camp podcasts and we talked about Matt Ryan, I said, I, I probably said I played against him in baseball and, uh, and he pitched against us. And then I, I might've said he might've, cause I did strike out against wow, Penn skirting responsibility. But no. So this I mean, is memories of funny. Key thing. Yeah, it's so, not your fault. It doesn't mean uh, I got, I, I struck out against Penn charter in, in, I thought it was my junior year was probably my senior year based on uh the results someone sent me something that uh we beat them 14 nothing the following year we, we beat a lot of teams 14 nothing the following year but mm. um uh, that's probably the game we that beat I got the bronx in. school of long government 40 to nothing in two and a half innings they had to call the game they got to hit there you, go. there you go uh so uh my guess is matt ryan did not strike me that I, I i shouldn't frame it that way my guess is i did not step to the plate against matt ryan i play no i, mean, I, I like the first way matt ryan never struck you out uh, yeah. your team is playing against each other despite yep. you being around the same age he may yep. have wanted to he may have tried but all i hear is matt ryan never struck you out <laughs> but i probably did i mean based on that research i did you know what, what three handshake lines with with matt ryan that year right so uh mm. uh we would i you go dap bro hug what'd you go for Handshake? I was always how did this always... compare to Kenny Pickett? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um, uh, it's a good question. I, I I think I I used to do handshake. Um, you think Kenny Pickett ordered sliders at dinner with the Eagles last night or two nights ago, just to make make it make his hands look bigger? <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, it was All right, Elvin Marissa. Chris on on Twitter. Yeah, that was great research. research. So shout out yeah. to him. Yes, and and he also found the team photo, which <laughs> yes. I mean, unbelievable. Zach's high school nickname. We got to get to the bottom of this. The pro- Zach, the Professor Berman, and here we are years later, and he is actually an actual professor. Um, 
I think the the joke there was uh I think I I, I wore glasses sometimes and I would make the joke oh. that uh that I was like Dom DiMaggio who was nicknamed the mm. professor because Dom DiMaggio used to wear glasses when he played center field um so there were like a few I thought it was because of your handles on the basketball court the professor yeah remember the professor uh, from man one was that like an Come n1 on. mixtape yeah okay yeah. um yeah so i assume i assume that's what it is but that's one of those things i gotta i i gotta get on the high school text thread to find out why that nickname appeared there because i had other nicknames back then but you can uh invite them on the pod zach yep a few of them listen. They'd open, be happy to come open on. Open invitation. They'd be happy to come on. Yeah. But I I think Bo would feel bad not being the best athlete on the pod anymore. So Ooh. never happened. I mean, we have we, we can have Chris Long on and I'll still take the cake. <laughs> Shields boy. Uh Marissa, did you have any uh did you have any any like thoughts that you wanted to get off your chest on our uh discussion of the wedding? Um, I'm glad you guys ate a lot. Um I did try and warn you. <laughs> I did try and warn you about the desserts. You did. Um, That's why we stayed. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> didn't get to eat any of them myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I will say meeting your wives was wonderful. They are all amazing, and I'm so glad that they were there as well. Um did you I did <laughs> what if what if you were like that was my mistress? <laughs> <laughs> then they would have been um escorted out (laughs) um what else Um, i did it It was it was it was it was nice to uh to talk to your mom and for her to say that i was her favorite (laughs) my mom like casually will be like tell bo i said cute (laughs) (laughs) whatever i tell a story (laughs) that's what she chimes in with um that's good now, was uh, there any behind the scenes drama? Yeah. Was there, you know, that we don't know about, like the, uh, you know, the MC not the DJ not mm-hmm. playing the song that someone requested, or you know, someone Florist getting didn't there come through. on time? Yeah. And no, I was everything. giving the rabbi a lot of love. I mean, Zebra, you know, said he was he was just bringing his regular material uh, <laughs> to a wedding. I thought that was a little bit inappropriate. I thought that the uh, MC could definitely go for some like in stadium entertainment. You know, if the Brooklyn well, Nets or something. Does he That's do, what does I want to know. Some Did you guys like our bridal party introductions? Is that uh, I liked yeah. everything about that. Yeah, yeah. outstanding. Awesome. So instead of just, you know, like the bridal party being introduced um, and doing a little dance, we did them like sports themed because yeah, it was course, nice. why not? So each person had a line. Um, so like my cousin had a line about uh, has the most Amazon packages. And then they're like, mm, Megan yep. Mallet. Yeah, I like that. That's why I thought it was like, this guy must, you know, he's taking yeah, a break. So we, Michael and I Barclays. actually wrote all of them. Okay. Um, and so that was that was a nice touch i thought um that was like very fitting to us um i want to know well i'm gonna have to totally do this and michael will be very mad at me but um took michael two stomps on the glass during the ceremony to actually Mm. break the glass and so maybe that would be probably the biggest hiccup of the day because he was very embarrassed he he (laughs) practiced um he had a practice glass where he stepped well, on he's it. not that strong, you know. Yeah. Like, so, 
looking back at all like the videos and stuff when everyone's like mazel top like, no i told you this was stomp. him finishing the block it's like you know yeah, yeah i didn't think guy. i thought it you was yeah i didn't notice ground. anything out of you the gotta room. finish he was that quick with the second yeah. stop he was he was he's still a little um upset about that but honestly the the biggest like upset of the night was the fact that he was able to get lifted on the chair um i yeah, honestly didn't think that was going to happen we bought special chairs for um that to hold him hopefully and i was honestly terrified that like the chair was gonna break he was gonna oh fall gosh. he was gonna get hurt he was gonna crush somebody I, like i was very very fearful of that and um yeah well they, i thought zach did great. a great job lifting him up yeah it was all <laughs> zach was the only one it was a one-man show yeah did a exactly. great job um, now now how much discussion did you guys have about the zach's uh faux pas um on the egress of the so of the, I, of the recessional in zach's defense <laughs> i have you, my favorite producer <laughs> i have 21 first cousins and they have half of them are married at this point and then i have my aunts and uncles so there's my mom is one of six so all of my cousin, my mom's side of the family was told to stay in the ceremony space because we were taking a family photo after the ceremony. So like no one would get in line for sliders and we would lose them forever for the rest of the night because I know how my family works. They'd be like, you know what? I'm in the food line. It's all right. I'll miss the photo. So I told everybody, do not go to the cocktail hour. Stay there. We're taking a photo for five minutes. And that's that. So in Zach's defense, there was probably people not moving out of the like to blow out of the, the only that's defense generous, i need that's generous that's generous is yeah, that so the people in front of us the people in front people. of us we follow the people in front of us that's you follow mm. the rule yeah you follow it makes the sense like i i you know i mean we didn't do that we heard rave reviews about the cocktail hour. michael and i didn't actually make it to the cocktail hour because we were doing mm. other things and taking pictures and stuff like that but um i mean i'm glad that you rushed there zach because i heard the food was great so you gotta <laughs> It's not that we there rushed there. We followed, <laughs> we followed the people in front of us. Let's okay? go. We gotta go. We were not sitting on the end. We were we were sitting a few seats in, and we followed the people in front of us. I could just tell you, I don't think this this text thread is on the record, but Emily is watching, and she is uh, very perturbed by the characterization <laughs> made by Bo. So, yes. No, no, Emily was not involved. I, I think you were the only one involved. <laughs> um, but no, Marissa, you throw an outstanding wedding. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I'm honestly was, like so I very sad you it's to over. Me too. <laughs> Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> no, I, I was over, just but I'm glad the planning part is over. <laughs> to be fully honest, these past few uh, months during football season yeah. and trying to plan a wedding and uh, was a little stressful. So. <laughs> Happy to put that on the back. Burden. But if if you know anyone who's having a wedding at that venue and is interested in inviting me as like a crasher just for the dessert part, sign yes. me up for that. Yes. I know. So we got I, I feel comfortable saying we got married at the Shadowbrook at Shrewsbury in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, and they were absolutely amazing. So any uh, engaged couples out there looking at venues, I would highly recommend it. It was a, and the service, the staff was made my day so perfect. So grateful for them. I and believe, your pals, uh, you killed it with your pals. 
Oh, thanks. We're mine better than Michael. Let's be honest. No. <laughs> yes. We love all our Bauer. We love thanks, all Tyler. our Bowers the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same venue, I believe, as uh, Gabe Bevilacqua, Bounty Bowl. Yeah, Bounty uh, Bowl. Defop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's there getting married there. No, he did get married there. Oh, yeah. okay. Very, apparently, very popular venue. Yeah. Among the was... New Jersey, like, uh, what would you say? It was uh, ar aristocrats would be to you know the you know the who's who. <laughs> the hoi polloi. I don't know. All right. It was great so, yeah. though. I, it was the perfect day. I'm very grateful you guys were there and to your wonderful wives, and it was so much fun. So thank you for being part of our day. It was awesome. Thank you for including thank us. You. Thank you. Wonderful yeah. time. All right. Uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, we will be back, I think, uh, for an emergency pod when the Eagles re-sign Rodney McLeod or, uh, I don't know, like release and then re-sign J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, do something weird like that. We'll be all over it. Uh, otherwise, like, are we doing a live pod from Florida next week? I think we should. We're all going to be in the same place. We'll all be at the owners' meetings. I feel like that's an appropriate thing to do so we'll figure that out as well and uh if we don't talk to you before then we'll talk to you then for elijah and michael and zach and shiel and kent and me and most of all for marissa dunn thanks for listening and as always we love you